0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is Pax What She
1: Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
0: So let's flip it
2: now to the offensive side of the ball because we're 25 minutes into the show oh and dear somehow we've only talked about the defense which is on on par for us I think on par us. <laughs> if you so listen cool. to our show you're you're used to this but um didn't realize I guess what the departures of Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb would do for the wide receiver room until I really took a look at the depth chart you've got obviously we're excited, right? Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs are going to have really nice second year leaps. It sounds like, you know, there's been reports that they're flying out to California to throw and, you know, catch passes from Jordan love, which is really exciting, which is really we cool. To about. But Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samori toure are your, you're starting three basically on offense at this point in the wide receiver room. The depth there is Bo Melton, who was a seventh round pick from the Seahawks. It feels like it's a Seahawks podcast today. And then Jeff Cotton, who played one offensive snap for the Jaguars in 2021 and hasn't
1: played since. (laughs) So that is your depth. He sounds like a made up person. (laughs) He sounds like a Madden creative player. (laughs) Yeah. He sounds like he should be in Forrest Gump. Okay. Um, Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See here, here, this is the thing. Like they've done so much. This is the same conversation. We just had with defensive line. You've got your stars or you've got your your main focal points and then all of a sudden your role players are now gone and i i mean i would say always draft wide receivers yes. but again rookie wide receivers are really hit or miss and it totally depends on kind of how much development they were able to do and what kind of program they were at and what they were asked to do in college and there's so many variables there that it's hard to imagine a rookie. You really look how long it took Christian Watson to get to get to where he was in the middle of the season. Slot, sh- slot, um, wide receiver to me should be like very high in this Tank list. It's a s- super, super, super sneaky, like super need, right? Because you lost pr- both your slot guys, right? Randall Cobb, obviously. And I'm not talking about Amari Rogers. They used Alan uh, Lazard all the time in the slot as a big, like, move kind of tight end slot guy. So he did so much. I think it's like qu- going to be quietly very underrated losing him this season. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, you you can't run an effective NFL offense anymore without a slot guy. And maybe there's someone in for agency. But you're gonna have to draft someone.
2: I'm glad okay. that you said that, Perry Goldstein, because I did find someone in free agency that I was. Who is it, Maggie? It's Marquise Goodwin, and I we he's... don't have
1: this scripted. Just saying. <laughs> I just...
2: know that he's 32, but he is absolutely an ideal slot receiver. Dude has blazing speed still at 32 years old. Played 13 games for Seattle, started two games, but he had 387 yards, 27 receptions, and four touchdowns with 114 yards coming after the catch, which you know is something that Matt LaFleur just idolizes and looks for in his receivers. He had a 115.9 passer rating when he was targeted, which was the highest of his career, and he played on 51% of offensive snaps. So again, you're not looking for like somebody to come in and be an every snap guy. You're looking to replace the snaps of Randall Cobb, and Randall yes. Cobb is not coming back to the Packers. But he played—I I, want to say it was in the the high 40s percentage of snaps for this offense. And I agree with you that Alan Lazard is, you know, going to be an underrated loss. But give me a Marquise Goodwin, and then draft a couple more wide receivers, and I think that room with Jordan Love is going to thrive.
1: I love that you came ready. I also am a huge <laughs> Marquise Goodwin fan, mostly for a lot of his off the field kind of um what's the word I'm looking for? Not philanthropy, but advocacy, I guess. He's a really, really, really good dude. Just like a like a there's a really big vet hole on the offensive side of the ball right now. It's pretty much just Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari and some of the offensive linemen, right? You're looking for someone to not just come in and perform on the field because obviously we need that 51% of snaps, a perfect role player. That's everything that you need, but you need some maturity in that room, right? You, You absolutely need someone who's been there, who's done that, and who fits the mold of a Packers player, a locker room guy. And he absolutely, absolutely is that. And I don't think that he would garner too high of a contract. So Gut, if you're listening to this, <laughs> if you listen to Pax What we found you a solution. We're here. <laughs> We're all about solutions on the Pax What She Said podcast. I was gonna say we've
2: given him a lot of options. So hopefully mm-hmm. he takes one or two of them. Yeah, Randall Cobb played forty four percent of snaps. So perfect. Look at that. Exactly. Perfect.
1: And then um, you can draft someone, right? And figure out where they go. Now, question for you, because okay. this has been all over the timeline and I definitely have an answer, but I'm curious, like, do you think they use pick 15 to take an offensive weapon? Maybe not a maybe not a wide receiver, but like either wide receiver tight end.
2: I think like my my Packers brain could see Brian Gutekunst taking a tight end at fifteen to give Jordan Love a weapon, which will just completely blow up Twitter for starters. If he gets, if he gets, you know, Love a weapon at fifteen, it's gonna blow up Twitter. But then my rational take brain says it's gonna be an edge rusher or a corner. So I guess like I, I won't be surprised at all if they take a pass catcher if it's like, you know, the the wide receiver out of TCU. Love it. Not going to be upset by it. If it's Michael Myers from Notre Dame, not going to be upset by it. But I just, I think that it would shock me so much that I think it's just going to be an edge or a corner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would be shocked. Like, truly shocked if they did that. Um, Not for any of the narrative purposes, just because it's just not something that the Packers do. Um, Could I see... And this all depends on what they get back for Aaron Rodgers, right? But in my realistic mind, the Packers get some kind of second-round pick in this draft. They then have pick 15, a second-round pick, and I think it's pick 45. So that's a lot of top 50 capital, theoretically, to kind of move around. So while I can't see the Packers taking a pass catcher with 15, I can see them taking one later in the first round or moving up in the second round and taking one there because we haven't gotten to the tight end position, so we can seg into this. But either wide receiver or tight end are huge needs. And I don't even think we need to say why tight end is a huge need because they literally have Josiah DeGuara and an empty room. Oh, I'm sorry. They signed back Tyler Davis. So between what we just talked about and now this tight end group, it would behoove them to use one of those premium picks on a pass catcher, because then you round things out with, you know, two guys in their second year who I think are going to be a great tandem after what we saw in their rookie season, a young tight end. And this is the season to take a tight end. Like, you want <laughs> like a good too. year, good year to need potentially multiple. Um, and then you've got yourself in a pretty nice position. Now, another thing I have been thinking about too, and I want your thoughts on this draft, you know, scenario, and this really turned into a draft show and not a free agent show. Which I think it's funny, um, but like, I don't know. The Packers could still be thinking long-term, In this draft, like I think going into 2023, it's fair to say the Packers are probably not going to be good and they're definitely not going to be contenders. And I don't think we should expect that. So it's okay to look at this and say, well, it takes a couple of years for tight ends to acclimate to the NFL. Yeah. Guess what? The Packers aren't probably going to be good at best, best case scenario 2024. So I think it's okay. If they use top capital to take a pass catcher, especially a tight end, because they know. We're not really going to need like we're going to need you at your best in a couple of seasons when we know we're actually going to be contenders.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thoughts?
2: Maybe it's my beer. Okay. But my thought is that the, the Bears made the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. So I think that anything is possible in the end. <laughs> <I laughs> <Okay.
1: think so. laughs>
2: um, But no, I mean, I think like if we talk about like the building blocks on the defensive side of the ball, I think the offense is the really big question here. And obviously, duh, you're switching quarterbacks. But I think going to Jordan Love, like you said, definitely changes the strategy a little bit, especially if you think Jordan Love can be the guy. He's not just, you know, it's not really like a one-year deal. If, if you're shipping off Aaron Rodgers and you think Jordan Love is going to be the guy, then you're giving yourself, you're opening the window back up and you're saying, hey, right. we can give these time three or four years to develop. If Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback for the Packers, I think this draft looks entirely different. But I still think, I don't think the Packers are going to be the worst team in the division in 2023. I'll say that.
1: I agree with you. But I totally agree with what you're saying with this is not like we're holding the window open, we're in win now mode. Like right. the Packers can allow themselves to think of these picks in a bit of a like a longer time frame and say, like, it's okay if we take maybe someone a little bit more developmental. It's okay if we decide we take, you know, a tight end that like a Devontae Wyatt situation where maybe he only plays like 25% of snaps or he's not like the guy now but we know that our window is open for at least two to three seasons so you know we can we can I was gonna say draft our strategy (laughs) draft our strategy in that way right I think it would you're so right if it was Aaron Rodgers like we need guys who can contribute now
2: so I do have a question though while we're talking about wide receivers and tight ends do you think that you need a veteran? in those rooms or do you think the Packers could go into the season with Josiah DeGuara as TE1 and Christian Watson as wide receiver one and can you see a scenario where that's okay or is in your opinion do you need more leadership and more vet presence in those locker rooms?
1: Mm, It's an interesting question. Do I think that the Packers would be okay with Josiah DeGuara as tight end one and Christian Watson as wide receiver one? Yeah, I do because Jordan Love has really good chemistry with Josiah. I actually think more than Rogers ever had. And Christian Watson looked like a star last year. There's enough vet presence in the locker room as a whole, in my mind, that I think this team will be okay. You've got, it's heavy on the defense. So I think there is something to be said for having someone on the offensive side of the ball. Again, let's not discredit like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are hundred percent those guys. Mm -hmm. And I think they're great, great leaders, but I don't know. I'm kind of excited at the prospect of the Packers being super young. I, I just think it's, it's really exciting to have a really young team who can kind of figure themselves out. And, you know, Aaron Nagler said this the other day, and it's something that I want to reiterate. It's like, it's time for new Packers fans to, or young Packers fans to find their new heroes. And I just think it's just such a good, succinct way of saying, like, we're turning over a new leaf. And if they don't have the vet, someone's going to step up into that role. And maybe having that void open and allowing someone to do that is a good thing for this team in the long run. Yeah.
2: And I, I was just curious. So I looked up on the Packers website, their roster. We're assuming Mason Crosby comes back at this point, but if Mason Crosby, for whatever reason, doesn't re-sign with the Packers, the oldest player on the roster will be Pat O'Donnell, the punter who is 32. Otherwise it's David Bakhtiari who's 31. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a, there's yeah. a shift. And I think that yeah. happens when you have young quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. And again, like, I'm excited to see how Jordan steps into that QB one role. So not that I, I, like I said before, I think there's very much something to be said for having a vet in a room with a bunch of young guys, but I do also think without one allowing your QB one to grow into that leadership role, he's not a vet, but he's also not a rookie, right? This will be year four. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's been in the league and, uh, I think he deserves like the, the wiggle room to, to become that guy.
2: I agree. And I, I, agree with you that I think, you know, Josiah DeGuar is gonna, gonna take a leap there. I will say I didn't really, you know, I, I don't know if there's any free agent tight ends that really would have moved the needle for the Packers. You could argue like Dalton Schultz would have, that there's was a couple guys, guys that maybe would have Austin Hooper. Yeah. I kind of like from the Titans. I thought he played well with the Falcons and then had a couple okay seasons with Cleveland. Um, but I feel like the move is going to be somebody more like Drew Sample, who is basically a blocking tight end for the Bengals. So mm. Packer fans, if you're listening to this, and the Packers signed Drew Sample on like a one-year, two-year deal, he's going to be your blocking tight end. Like that's a very good front office kind of move to give the room some veteran presence without actually taking that many offensive snaps.
1: So I'm glad you say that because my guy is Foster Moreau.
2: Didn't he visit the Bengals actually? Like in, the recently, same, I think? in
1: the same vein. Well, if that's the case, then we'll just do a little three way swap. Because <laughs> Mercedes um, Lewis
2: is probably going to go to the Raiders or the Jets, probably the Jets, but might go to the Raiders. Yes. So, yeah, let's just make a triangle.
1: I guess there it does look like Foster Moreau. Oh, because he he played, he went to LSU. So he's a Joe Burrow man's makes sense it does make sense I like
2: that fit for them but would have liked it more for the Packers <laughs> yeah
1: you think you think that Mercedes Lewis is gone I would
2: love for
1: Mercedes Lewis to come
2: back and I think that the Packers front office and the coaching staff would just completely welcome him with like the most open arms but I think that he wants to be where Rogers is or yeah. like Devonte. like I think he wants to be around his guys and you know at 39 years old I don't blame him. Like I would love to have him back in green Bay. I just don't see him wanting to return to green Bay.
1: Yeah. I would say as like talking about that presence, (laughs) nobody better. There's just nobody better. And Matt LaFleur freaking loves him, but I agree with you.
2: Any other thoughts before you wrap this one? It's getting kind of long, but yeah, I think again, a lot of this is contingent upon what a trade with the jets looks like i know you know packer fans want some of the jet safeties wide receivers whatever happens we're not going to know until on all that pen is to paper and hopefully that happens before the draft i think it kind of has to given you know the compensation that would be traded but it's hard to know what the packers are going to do until we find out what they're getting for aaron Rodgers.
1: it is true this was fun um i think this was a nice transition episode to get us like really in draft mode um I don't know about you, but I've had a really hard time getting in the draft mindset this season. It's just been not at the forefront of... of There's of, nothing else going on. I don't know how you're having a hard time okay. getting into it. Um, but now I feel like we're almost there. We're about a month out. It's time to take a look-sees at these guys. I don't yet have a draft crush, so we will develop one in the next next month. I will say, not that like this is you know some otherworldly unique take but like I freaking love JSN (laughs) (laughs) like if they took him at 15 I'd be ecstatic but again a very mainstream very mainstream uh, opinion but I guess the next month or so welcome to the draft show yeah
2: until we hear uh, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers it's it's all draft content here ad packs what she said thank you as always for listening to the show that'll do it for us this week you can follow the podcast on Twitter at pwss podcast you can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney we appreciate you always listening downloading the show subscribing interacting with us on Twitter everything you do that makes us love what we do um, and as always go back Go! Go, Pat, go.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.